church. So here I am at Pete and Camilla's house and I have come here because I wanted an in-person um, object to help illustrate something that we're, we're talking about right now in this chapter of Let Me Introduce You. We're talking about um, what it means to be the body of Christ, what it means to be a local church, what it means to be a follower of Jesus what it means to be somebody who confesses that Jesus is Lord and um, what that means for our community right now in the middle of a uh, pandemic and church online. And so I just had to come and ask Pete to build me a little bonfire, a little campfire, because Ramp Church, if you remember, those of you who have um, been with us for a while, the beginning of the year in January, we were talking about uh, what we want Ramp Church to be the expression of the local church, the Great Commission. We were trying to describe that, articulate that, and we used this phrase of, it's hot in here. And we talked about if Jesus came and he stepped into our hearts, what temperature would our passion and our devotion be? Would we be cold? Would we be hot? Would we be lukewarm? And Revelations 3, we get a very clear, strong word that Jesus is calling his church to be hot, not to be lukewarm. But here we live in a kind of cold climate and sometimes it rains here on earth and even in our hearts, sometimes things happen to wane, cause our fire to, to try to go out. It takes a lot of attention and um, just leaning into the Holy Spirit to keep our fire burning. And that's what I want to talk to you about. So let me introduce you to the church, to what it means to be a follower of Jesus, is you and I, we are passionate, wholehearted followers of Christ. There is no such thing in the Bible as a half-hearted Christian. And I know sometimes we, we may not feel like we are, um, you know, feeling lots of fuzzy feelings towards Jesus. That's not what I mean by passion and wholehearted. I mean, in your heart, everything in you has surrendered and yielded to Jesus as Lord, and everything in you has a hunger and a desire and a longing for him. So here you can see this bonfire, and we're gonna talk about how, um, just like a one stick, which I don't know, I don't wanna mess up the camera view, but here, if I had, one stick, okay? This represents me. I'm not going to try to light this because I have a feeling I may struggle, but if this one stick was burning, it wouldn't take long for it to go out completely. But when it's joined into the fire, then it can burn longer and brighter in a community. And you know, talking to many of you, um, some of you during lockdown, and when we've, the past five months, it's been challenging, Des different tests of faith. We've all expressed the challenges and how sometimes it's hard to, to really keep the commitment um, that you have to Jesus burning bright when you're under, um, in, in uncertain times, there's all sorts of things. When you're distracted, when you are isolated, your fire can begin to wane. Now, I want to first, I want us to just talk briefly here in Romans 12, um, a verse that I've been praying for you, Ramp Church, is in Romans 12. And this talks, this is a beautiful picture. The, the beginning of the chapter is Paul's, um, the author of Romans is just saying, you need to offer your whole selves to God as a living sacrifice. 
and that offering your entire selves to Jesus, this is reasonable worship. This is what makes sense in light of what God has given and done for us. And Jesus, in Mark 12, he actually talks about uh, the most important commandment, the kind of the sum of what it means to be a Christian and a follower of Jesus, is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, to love your neighbor as yourself. That This sums up what it means to be in love with Jesus, to be on fire for him, to be passionate for him is to be wholeheartedly given, wholeheartedly in love with him. Listen to what Romans 12 says, and this is what I've been praying for you, Ramp Church, um, for all of us. So Romans 12 starts by saying, be a living sacrifice, give yourself completely, be fully given to God. And then it talks about how God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. And he talks about how we are a body of believers, all connected to each other. Some of us have this gift, and some of us have a gift of speaking, and some of us have a gift of serving. But all of these gifts that we've been gifted with are meant to connect to each other and supply fuel for our fire. And listen to this particular verse in Romans 12, verse, um, I'm going to start in verse 9, okay? This says, don't just pretend to love others really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection, and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. I love what it says in the New International Reader's Version. It says, never let the fire in your heart go out, but keep it alive. You know, it's interesting to me that, that that verse is right there in the middle of this exhortation about the being a part of a community, of a company of believers, a company of people, the body of Christ, where you are not just trying to do it on your own, but you're committed to loving other people, connecting with other people. When I look back over my, my um, even this year, for example, the past five months being you know, in, in the middle of all the challenges that we have here, how, how, what has nourished my own spirit, what has been able to be fuel in my fire, is often been the conversations and the prayer times that you and I have had together. Is the Spirit of God, the gifts of God, the manifestations of God's Spirit flowing through you, Ramp Church, have nourished me, have kept my fire burning. And Jesus has a body a whole body. What does that mean? A believers all over the world. And we, you know, we can't say that we love him without loving his body. We are a part of this community of believers. We are a part of each other. We belong to each other, it says in Romans 12. And that is encouraging because what does that mean? It means that when you're on fire, your fire and your passion has the ability to light my fire and keep my fire going. We need each other. We're better together. So when I say, well, let me introduce you to the church, let me introduce you to Ramp Church, these little local church bodies made up of various different parts all over the world make up the global body of Christ. And from the global body of Christ, there is salt and light now spread throughout the darkness, bringing glory to Jesus, bringing harvest in, bringing people into understanding of God's love for them 
if we were to say, well, Stacy, describe to me what Ramp Church is, what it means to be a part of a local church, I would say, well, it's very similar to um, a, a, a whole body. You've got all these different parts and all of them serve each other. And you, Ramp Church, you as individuals and us as a corporate body, we are meant to be a blaze for God to have a relationship with him that is genuine, that is expressing itself in this devotion that affects the way we treat each other. You know, sometimes people living here in the UK, I hear sometimes that I love the passion of Americans and Americans can be pretty loud, pretty, you know, uh, demonstrative. And that's not what the Bible means by passion. I think what the Bible means by passion is exactly what Jesus said in Mark 12. It's wholeheartedness. It's your heart being fully engaged. It's your heart and your mind and your strength being fully given to God and hungry for Him. In the, Revelations 3, it talks about how um, Jesus says that he can't, he's talking to the church in Laodicea, and he says that they're lukewarm, and he's going to spew them out of his mouth. It's really an intense passage. But then he says, this is what you say. You say, I have need of nothing. To be passionate for Jesus, to have a desire for him, it starts with this place that you have a need for him. You have a need, not just for the presence of the Holy Spirit, but you have a need for His body, for the brothers and sisters in Christ. They nourish you, you nourish them, you love Jesus by loving them. His Spirit, His fire is released through you to those around you. You receive from the life of the Spirit coming through conversations that you have. And I know that the past five months has probably been really challenging for some of you personally in your life. Um, as a Christian. And I, I feel like just to pause and say, you know what, maybe today's a day to reset. Maybe today is a day where you can commit afresh your whole life to Him. You can commit to engaging and connecting with the body of Christ so that your fire can be fueled, so that you can be encouraged, that your spirit can be strengthened. I love, let me read that verse one more time, Romans 12, 11. Ramp Church, listen and just take this verse in. Take it in your spirit. It says, never let the fire in your heart go out, but keep it alive. And remember the little analogy that we have here. It, it's easy for one stick to go out, but when you are connected, when you are engaged, then you cannot just contribute to the fire, but you can receive from the fire of other people. So I'm about to call up Pete and Camilla, and they are going to help me share a little bit about how they've kept their fire for God burning bright, um, what that means, what it doesn't mean. I've already said it doesn't mean a certain outward expression, but let me tell you this, passion always has an outward expression. Whatever you are passionate about always leaks through. It doesn't take long for you to um, get to know somebody, It takes, and you get to hear and see their passion leaking through. And it's so important that as we are living in the world, but not of the world, that we connect and commit to relationships 
that are going to help keep us ablaze and focused on the source of every need that we have, the source being Jesus Christ. So I'm gonna have Pete and Camilla come and help share some things that they've learned in their journey with Jesus on how to keep your passion for God and your fire burning bright um, in the middle of everyday life and various life seasons. So Pete and Camilla, why don't you guys come join me? Oh, this is great. You want to wave to Ramp Church? Don't we just wish we could all give each, our whole congregation yeah. a big hug right now? So, well, you guys have been serving the Lord for um, years now, decades, right? Yeah. And like any relationship, our relationship with God has different seasons. Uh, we have different life seasons. Mm -hmm. But no matter the season, no matter you know what the circumstances are, because of the Holy Spirit, we still have this high calling to be wholehearted, mm. to have a fire and a passion that is responding really to God's passion and desire for us. Yeah. So I'm curious with work, with kids, you know, in seasons where you have felt like your fire has waned, mm -hmm. um, what has helped bring you into fresh commitment, into wholehearted devotion again mm -hmm. to God? Well, for me, there's, um there's many things, but I think the biggest thing is having a challenge. Mm. As soon as there's a challenge, as soon as there's a difficulty, that's when my faith has mm. needed that mm. extra commitment. Yeah. And I've, I found when things are easy, that's when my faith has started to be not mm. as something that I'm depending on. Mm. Whereas when things get difficult, that's when I need to push hard, and that's mm. actually when I've grown. Mm. When things get tougher, when I've got pressed, that's when I've actually grown. Yeah, I've tended to struggle when I have isolated myself. So. I've come alive when I've been in community with other believers mm. and sometimes I've been the one sharpening them, sometimes they've been the one sharpening me and I know certainly things we've faced um, as a couple and as a family, trials and tribulations, when I look back, um, if it wasn't for the good Christian brothers and sisters that we've got around us and people that we've gone to with our struggles, with with what we've been facing at the time and we've been able to sort of be honest about that and mm -hmm. say we're not good, we're not in a good place but the further I've isolated myself, the further I've found, you know, um, yeah I've just I've, I, it's it's never ended well that yeah, way so yeah. I really need people around me and I, I'm, I'm very thankful for the times when my faith has waned um, for those 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 brothers and sisters that yeah, we've got in our lives yeah, yeah absolutely that's yeah. so good yeah I mean I was brought up in a church and from a very young age I had a faith but it was the people around me that encouraged me uh, to continue with that with a strong youth group, mm -hmm. uh, people encouraging me and then getting older, getting involved in home groups, getting involved in groups of people, yeah. doing things, having the relationships where you can actually build and grow yeah. and, and, and that's just a, a just an opportunity just to share things, uh, mm. be able to say this isn't what I'm struggling with this and mm -hmm. people can say well I, I, this is how I deal with it and, and have that openness and that yeah. honesty that you can have when you're in relationship but if it's if you're not talking to people yeah. if you just have got that superficial relationship with you mm -hmm. perhaps you, you mm -hmm. might have just glancing and saying hello on a sunday yeah. morning mm -hmm. then you're never going to get that so it is it is having that time yeah. with people that yes. makes a difference and the danger is i think sometimes when we're struggling is we think we'll come back into community when we've got it all together mm -hmm. or when we feel better about our current state yeah. of play and actually 
that just further isolates us because actually we need to be in yeah. relationship with others and when we recognize there may be somebody on further on in the journey who's had the same struggle or you know is going through similar things you can come alongside each other pray yeah. with one another um, so the danger is we can often further isolate ourselves and mm -hmm. think I won't I won't present myself because I, I, I'm, I'm not there yet but the truth is we're never there you know yeah, so and um, and our th I, I, that whole picture of this fire which is obviously dying right now but <laughs> uh, but we know because we did one a couple a couple of weeks ago and it took two days for it to be fully out yeah. and it was wow. burning wasn't yeah. it it was burning 20 24 it took effort hours to get it later. going it took effort to get it going yeah. but once it was going it was easier yeah you know once it's going and then a fire that's going doesn't need that much attention just needs tending now yeah, and then yeah. just needs yeah. to consistently put things on the fire in the same way you need to constantly meet people talk to people mm -hmm. keep that relation going have that conversation you know if you, you wait for things to be perfect mm. it's never going to happen no you know yeah. camilla would never married me if she was waiting for mr perfect because yeah. mr perfect wasn't there right you know i, I, I would have been a long time uh, coming mm -hmm. but you know you, you get married uh, in the same way you have a relationship with people you have a friendship you take you take the warts you take those bits and then and then you grow with each mm. other and then you help each other out and as you rub each other you start to smooth each other mm. you know those little imperfections that you you have then they, they they start to rub against each other and and you just smooth and the closer close the more you rub the closer you get yeah. yes um it's yeah. the same as a fire the closer you get the hotter it gets yeah. Mm. yeah yeah that's so good yeah. i think well a couple things i just want to highlight that i feel like are really important that you said um you know first is is just that lie there's really this lie of you have got to sort your problems yeah. before you confess your problems yeah and aren't we aren't we isn't that our tendency like we can be really struggling and we don't want to tell somebody about the struggle yeah. until we feel like we've got a handle on it. Yeah. Because we've got to be the strong people yeah. and the powerful people. And I'm telling you, this is not the way God designed the yeah. body of Christ. He hasn't wired us to figure it out on our own, no. to be self-sufficient. He has wired us to be a part of the body. Yeah. Jesus the head, completely dependent on him and one another. And it is such an old strategy of yeah. the enemy to cause us to isolate. Because, you know, I love how the Word of God, it says, I think in First Peter, about how the enemy is like a lion. He's seeking who he can mm -hmm. devour. He's looking for prey. And I don't know if you've ever watched any of those wildlife documentaries, but what do you see? You see the one that's yeah. off by itself <laughs> that gets pounced yeah. by the lion, and you see it going off from the herd. Yeah. You're like, no, don't do that. Because once it's isolated, it becomes even more vulnerable. Mm. But also, I feel like a big misconception that we sometimes buy into is that amazing relationships just happen. Yeah. That sparks are just flying and you have these connections with people and it's perfect mm -hmm. and it's warm and fuzzy and cozy and, and that's not an accurate picture of relationships. Either, no. No. And you said something, Pete, about how you've grown in God when there's challenges and yeah. even when there's challenges in your marriage, yeah. those conflicts when we work through them, it helps us to grow closer together. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to just pause on that and say, you know, Ramp Church, genuine relationships with each other as a church, as the body of Christ, means that we have to commit to resolving conflict yeah. together. And healthy relationships, a healthy marriage, is not the absence of conflict. 
It's the ability to work through conflict yeah. to the other side yes. and find strength and joy in that. And would you guys have anything to add on that about maybe misconceptions people have about church relationships or relationships and friendships within the church in general? Yeah, um, I think it's just don't always believe what you see. Mm. You know, we, we, can, we are all um, Facebookers and we used to sort of picture postcard perfect presentations yeah. and um, and actually what's going on often behind closed doors and the brokenness and the, mm. and um, the struggles that we have and uh, making sure that we are people that can walk a journey with somebody you know yeah. stay in the hard place with somebody even if they've um, done things or said things or um, you're disappointed with them or um, things that happen that that feel hard to work through because mm -hmm. the glory on the other side of that you know we have had our struggles haven't yeah. we and like we've had people that have been willing to walk that journey with us ask mm -hmm. the hard questions yeah. not judge us yeah. love us in spite of it you yeah. know and we've kind of come through the other side and the, and 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 that feels a real a real chance to sort of celebrate you know mm -hmm. where we were gosh two and a half three years mm. ago before we came to ramp you know we weren't in a good place no. were we no. mm. but we but one might have thought we were mm. and then um, the truth of the matter was we weren't our, our marriage was struggling you mm. know like a lot um, of people we, we we could put on a good game face yeah, we know the game absolutely. face we know the the things to say to mm -hmm. get through because at times you just don't want to have those conversations no. with people you, you want to just avoid those conversations yeah. but yeah. that's just putting things down mm. and eventually it's gonna it, it, it's, it's going to explode. Yeah. And there's people in our community who are struggling with things and, 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 and we often don't know how to reach out as people or, or we don't want to say the wrong thing or we don't want to offend and I just encourage everybody to, um, to push through that yeah. you know to push through and to make those connections even if you get it wrong even if we make mm -hmm. mistakes in doing that because um, there's grace and, and God covers over it and, mm -hmm. and it's better to try than, than to, to be too fearful. I think there's a lot of fear um, that people have around um, saying the wrong thing or not quite getting it right and yeah. therefore we omit any kind of action or responsibility to love on our brothers and sisters mm -hmm. and I think that you know there are people struggling you know, all, all over church communities with this lockdown, yeah. with their mental health, yeah. um, with financial problems and, and worries about work and, you know, and we need to be able to ask the right questions. And, and it's, not just, to, it's not just yeah. about being, if you're in a situation where you need help, it's about, you may be absolutely fine, but there may be someone who mm. does need help. So yes. don't wait till you're in a trouble to go and, just go and find people, yeah. be in relationships. And then when those troubles mm. come along, mm. people find it easier to start sharing at that point, as opposed mm. to hitting the emergency button when you're so far down the line. Yeah. Mm. Let's, let's put emergency measures in place already so yeah. that the lifeboats are there ready. Yeah, we don't have to good. go finding yes. them. Yes, yeah, that's so good. That, mm. that makes me think of, um, you know, the word in Hebrews 10, where it says, you know, don't, don't get into the habit of not meeting together. Yeah. And I know probably some of you are like, well, we're in lockdown, we're not meeting together. But actually we are still meeting yeah. together. We have consistently met in online spaces, um, connecting with yeah. each other. And the, the next phrase in that verse says, so you can encourage one another. Mm. And in prayer meetings, in home groups, mm. that is where real church of one another is happening. Yeah. And it's so important because you can easily slip into bad habits. I yeah. mean, just look over the past five months of different habits that have you know, completely gone away. 
away or yeah. completely started. And, um, and the truth is we, again, things just don't happen. You, you have the Holy Spirit in you, but you've got to take initiative and, yeah. and engage in the space um, to make meaningful relationships happen. And we as church and as a pastor, I want to provide opportunities um, for you, but you also have to show up in the space. And why is this important? Because I want you to burn for God. I don't want you to get lukewarm. Yeah. I don't want you to have a rude awakening. Yeah. And this is why we need community is because people see our blind spots. People can encourage us. But just like Pete said, we experience the life of God when we can show up and contribute. Mm. Your fire gets fresh fuel when you show up in a space, not for what you can get out of it, but also because of what you have to contribute. Yeah. The gift of God in you is for others. Mm. It's for others. Mm. Every infilling is for an outpouring. And oh, it's a dangerous mentality to think that church is sitting there watching TV. That, uh, that would be one of the big traps of the lockdown, is to think that church is you just consuming a sermon on demand from your bed. I'm not saying don't do that, but I'm saying that is not the picture of what we have. You have to intentionally engage. You have to go out and be the church. You mm -hmm. have to keep the life of the Spirit flowing through you. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have any yeah, thoughts on absolutely. any of that? Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of people tell me I'm really struggling just with the whole communicating at the moment. It's, it's not face to face it's on zoom mm -hmm. and i just ain't my bag you know and i yeah. get it you know i wouldn't choose zoom if that was the if there was a choice that would be probably be the last choice mm -hmm. but it probably is the only choice we've got at the moment yeah. so we use it yeah. and we've had a house group and we've met people that we've never met before and people have just said hello to at church mm -hmm. and that's it and we've built relationships and we've actually grown together we've actually shared things that you know we wouldn't have shared because we've grown together we've yeah. become friends on mm, zoom and then we met some of these people uh, recently mm. and and it took a while to realize i haven't actually been in their presence but mm. i built that relationship it didn't feel strange meeting someone that i've never met before because they'd been on zoom mm -hmm. and i've been mm -hmm. talking to them for months and months and months and that mm -hmm. relationship mm -hmm. has grown yeah people that we'd never seen before yeah. are now part of our family yeah. because we've took the effort and pushed through and it does take a little bit of pushing through mm. but like most things like making a fire yeah. like doing a lot of things you put a bit of effort in the beginning it's actually a lot easier once you get going with it yeah, yeah i think um i think some of the feedback has been from house groups online which has kind of been a surprise to us is um, how people have not just maintained their friendships but they've built new friendships mm -hmm. and I've experienced this myself that as I've been on um, our Wednesday night prayer nights and mm -hmm. house group mm -hmm. online you know I've built relationships that I've then traveled into sort of telephone conversations that when, when we then come out of lockdown we've gone for meals because yeah. we could do that yeah. and and I've got to know um, people in the church that I didn't know very that intimately and I've got mm. to know them better and so I think the, the again the, the misconception is you know it's it's one step removed from face to face and mm -hmm. therefore it's um it's uh, a secondary way of, mm -hmm. of, of getting mm -hmm. together and actually i've made new friends through the lockdown period mm -hmm. at our church um purely by just 
connecting on our, our group spaces and, and geography doesn't matter anymore <laughs> no we can meet yeah. people from the other side of manchester well, we have, that we, we wouldn't have met and we've normally. got we've got people from um across the globe from the states who have never crossed the door at ramp mm -hmm. who have engaged in a home group and who have found they've been seen they've been heard mm -hmm. they've built relationships they've they've um experienced growth personal mm -hmm. growth um they've they've felt a place of belonging yeah and they've never actually been across the door at yeah, ramp yeah. stratford yeah. you know yeah. um so i think we have to think outside the box you know um home groups online yes none of us planned it but god knew yeah. and um actually you know we you know great things can happen yes. um, when we meet together yeah. um yeah i think one yeah. thing you know so so pete and camilla they they help administrate and put fuel in the fire of home groups and home groups is just one yeah. of the ways we've got prayer meetings but home groups are launching again in fact today is the day that you can go on the ramp church website we'll put the details up on the screen and actually sign up to be a part of a group now community happens in all sorts of ways yeah. and home groups is just one on-ramp for you to do that but i really want to encourage those of you who have not been engaging in online spaces to just assess How's that working for you? Mm. How are you doing? It's like when we, when we used to meet in person at Stratford Grammar, you know, I can remember, I can actually remember the Holy Spirit just really strongly urging me one particular morning, I don't know who it was for, to just ask, you're attending church once a month, how's that working for your marriage? How's it working for you? And you know what, I think what we expect is we expect everything to kind of have like, or at least I struggle with this, to be like epic or romantic or just glamorous. And we don't realize that day to day, let's look at our physical body. You know, you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snacks in between. And not every meal is memorable, but it sustains you. Yeah. And not every home group meeting is gonna be like, whoa, you know, let me write mom about that. No, it's gonna just yeah. sustain you. It sustains you, a conversation, a prayer meeting, all of these things. It's not meant to every time be, you know, part the heavens. Yeah. And it's meant to be bread. It's meant to be yeah. water. It's meant to sustain your spirit and be yeah. fuel for your fire. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited and encouraging you guys to take a step get out of your comfort zone to invest in being community. And one thing especially that's amazing for home groups is um, no matter who you are, how mature you are, or how, how new you are at being a Christian, mm -hmm. everybody gets mixed in the same yeah. pot and we can grow together. And this is good because we all still need each other. You need people mm -hmm. who are gonna challenge you you need people that you can run alongside yeah. with. You need people that you're caring for, that you're nurturing. You know, I looked, Joe has these like pictures that pop up on my TV screen when music is playing or something. And I saw this picture of me from last summer. And last summer I was going to the gym, but with lockdown, I've not gone to the gym. And I started doing like the home workout thing, but uh, that hasn't really worked <laughs> out very well. So I see this picture of myself on the TV screen and I'm in this sleeveless I'm in the States and it's in the summertime and I look I like did a double take and I thought is that a muscle in my arm <laughs> like I have never seen an actual muscle like without me flexing like I'm just standing there for a picture and you can see a muscle and I was thinking what was I doing and I remembered oh yeah that was like that that little sprint of time when I was going mm. to the gym and I had a coach and I had other people around me and the coach would say things like Stacy 
you can't do that weight. You need to do something heavier. And I'd be like, no. And he'd be like, no, you've been here five months. You need a little bit more weight. And I had other people challenging me, just looking around and seeing them sweat. You know, I'm like, okay, I can do this. You know, you just sometimes, you, yeah. you are wired for community. You are wired for connection. And some of you feel weak. You feel like you don't have fuel in your tank. <clears throat> And you have um, maybe let some habits come in that you need to adjust now. And that's wonderful mm-hmm. because God is merciful. Mm-hmm. So let's get back on the train and sign up and be a part of mm-hmm. community. Pray for each other and um, engage and be awake mm-hmm. and hot for God. Mm-hmm. Would you guys have any other, like any, anything else I'm trying to think of did we leave out on relationships or, um, oh, this was one thing I was going to say. It's really important. This was about the coach thing as well that you put yourself where you're not, uh, put yourself in environments where you're not the strongest. Yeah. You know, I mean, isn't it mm. like, I don't know about you, but mm. don't you have a tendency to just seek out where you're going to be the strongest? Yeah. You want to know where you look good. <laughs> where you look good, where you feel like you know the most. And some of you, mm. you even select your own churches that way. You're like, you're, you're, every, every environment <laughs> is like, okay, where can I contribute? What church am I called to change? What community? I'm telling you, it's great to have. It's, in, it's God's will for you to be able to receive from other people. Mm -hmm. And this is the beauty of the body of Christ, is you have to receive from other people. And the body of Christ is meant, the local church especially, everybody needs a home base. Some of you have other ministries, you're in marketplace ministry and Mm -hmm. different ministries, but you need a home base, you need family. You need the body, the local church is this expression of, you've got eye, you have ear, you have hands. I mean, it's not just, all the prophets hang out in one place. Yeah. And thank God, because then there would be a lot of talking, but not a lot of doing. Where yeah. would the hands be? Yeah. So in the local church, we find a home base. We find balance. We find nurture. We find challenge. We find, no, you can't have candy. You need broccoli. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is what family is. Yeah. Um, you guys know Megan and Nate mm-hmm. and Alexis. Well, if you guys know Alexis, she loves candy. Yeah, she does. And every time I see her, she asks me for candy. Yeah. And so the first, you know, when she comes over to the house, she says, can I have candy? And I'm like, sure, you can have candy. You know, I'm not your mom. But then when my kids ask me for candy, I'm yeah. like, no, you can't have candy. I mean, most of the time. I let them have candy sometimes. But why? Because they're family. Yeah. And your church is family. Your mm-hmm. church is, look, God puts the lonely in families. I'm sure you can have ice cream sometimes, but you know, on a daily basis, I'm sorry, you don't get to eat pizza every night. Mm. So we have these environments mm. that are help to nourish, to nourish us yeah. and really provide growth for us, growth. Any other thoughts that you would yeah. add, even about this home group season or anything I'm leaving yeah. out? Yeah, don't underestimate um, home groups online is what I would say. I think I did. I think mm. I thought, okay, this is just a halfway measure until we get back into meeting yeah. in person. but having heard the feedback and having experienced how it's impacted us as a family and our home group as a family so don't underestimate it i like what you were saying about um be consistent engage in these meetings in in home groups it's it's about building momentum you're not Mm -hmm. gonna exactly you're not gonna enjoy maybe the first one but if you engage on a weekly basis you will feel the benefits of yes, that and yes. there will be a momentum built just like in the with the fire you know and i'm not finding zoom that difficult i'm actually quite enjoying the fact that i don't have to get in my car and go yeah. somewhere <laughs> yeah. it is a lot yeah. easier i can have a cup of tea yes. and do and do it there but also the family around the yes. children are hearing yes. it. Yeah, yeah. 
that there's uh, people in other Zoom calls we're on, and we know their family members are listening are to it. Are being impacted and we're, by and we're it, praying yeah. for them. We're praying yeah. for them, you know. Yeah. So it's not just you; it's the people around you that mm. you can affect just by doing this and get, get on board. It's, it's not hard. Turn your Zoom on, yeah, and, and just take part. Yeah. Yeah. I think attending yeah. church on Sundays in person is quite a self-serving. Um, act really it's about us enjoying church all together but actually um we need to get away from that mentality really and it's like what can we contribute to these spaces what what word might god have given me for somebody else and we've had people sharing words for one another and, and absolutely been blown away by this the specificness of that for them and and how that's encouraged them and how that's lifted them out of a dark place and so you know come with the mentality that what what do you want to say to me god mm. for somebody else yeah. as opposed to am i going to enjoy it and it's not what i want it to yeah. be you yeah. know and we can push through that i think the when we do all finally come back together um, our relationships are going to be deeper and mm-hmm. stronger because mm-hmm. of it. And our relationships with God are going to be yeah. deeper and yeah. stronger because yeah. of it. That's so good, Camilla. Yeah. You know, and I love what you're saying because it makes me think of Jesus' words that Paul reiterated. Mm-hmm. It's just better to give than to receive. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that God doesn't want you to enjoy your, your church and doesn't mm-hmm. want you to just mm-hmm. partake and, mm-hmm. and be strengthened. And, oh, I just absolutely want. Yeah ramp church and home groups to be enjoyable and refreshing but i also just want to echo the call of discipleship but that joy doesn't come when you're self-seeking yeah. it just doesn't it, yeah. it's, it's the upside down mm-hmm. values of mm-hmm. god's kingdom mm-hmm. when we experience the life of christ yeah. is when we have his lens his perspective mm-hmm. that shows up sometimes feeling empty sometimes feeling weak but just showing up letting his spirit get through us mm-hmm. and revive us mm-hmm. and then supernaturally being able to contribute when we didn't even think we could yeah. and how much more of a blessing yeah. is that yeah. to show up and think you know what i have nothing yeah. but lord i am here and i just yield to you mm-hmm. and then let the holy spirit minister through you that is far more exciting to me than coming in strength and being like i've got something yes. and then do it in my own effort no this is so important that we see ourselves connected to each other to give and to receive and you need to be refreshed you need to be strengthened you know some of you are you're exactly what i just mentioned you have ministries you have um, responsibilities you have busy lives kids family and ramp church and your local church is like a family yeah you can go have friends elsewhere and you can do fun stuff and eat out and all that but family time matters it helps you become mature. It helps you grow in all sorts of areas. The family, the home life mm-hmm. is for your maturity. Mm-hmm. It's for your development in Christ. And I just want to um, encourage you, Ramp Church, that you are destined to burn bright even in this season. And God wants to nourish your fire, put fuel on your fire through your connection in relationships and friendships to other people. So we're gonna allow you today, uh, we launch these home groups, you're gonna, you're gonna have opportunity to sign up. Everything needs to be done in faith. I love what, you know, even some of the things that you guys just said, you're like, okay, let's show up, let's, let's do everything in faith. Yes. Okay, let's not think like, oh gosh, this is gonna be terrible. I've gotten, so like, have faith, yes. have faith, have faith, God can heal, God can deliver, expect God's presence. Mm. This is not Mm. just having a cup of tea. This is beyond that because we are a spirit 
people. We are spirit-infused people. There is so much more happening in our hearts and our minds when we connect because where two are gathered, he's there. Mm -hmm. Nothing is just ordinary. It can't be compared to other relationships. It can't be compared, why? Because God has ordained it. Yeah. He has That's filled right. it. He fills us with his fullness. So I wanna just close Ramp Church and praying over you in this season, right now, in the middle of whatever circumstances, for fresh passion, fresh wholehearted devotion, and just wind in your sails to remember that you're part of a body. You're one part of a body. And we as Ramp Church are one part of a global bride of Christ. And we don't exist on our own. And isn't that encouraging? Yeah. <laughs> we simply cannot do it. That would be, that would be depressing mm -hmm. and overwhelming mm -hmm. on every level. But we're better together. Yeah. We yeah. need each other. So Lord, thank you that you have connected all of us. I thank you that you have designed us, Lord, to be dependent on you and to be dependent on those around us that we can contribute and release the life of Christ yes. and receive refreshing mm. and receive strength. And Lord, we offer this home group season to you. Mm, we offer, Lord, and yield and submit all of our needs to you, Lord. Mm. And we thank you that your plan and the way that you have laid out your plan in Christ, in the church, in, through the power of the Spirit, that you provide for all of our needs. Father, thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you that in every home right now, in every heart of every believer watching, that you are there and that you are able to breathe the breath of God on every devotion, every, every heart, to bring it into wholeheartedness for you. And Lord, we bless all of those watching. We thank you, Lord, for using us, that we can be the church in this season, that we can be a committed people, fully given to you, passionately responding to your steadfast, unfailing love towards us. In your name we pray, amen. amen.